Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm Riff. And I'm Hot Stuff. How's it going, fellas? <clears throat> okay. Do you think do you right. think having to wrangle the microphone every time before we record puts you in a, a sour mood? Probably. I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty sour. Yeah. Do I look sour? You do. A little I feel bit. Salty. Kinda. B- a little bitter. But, uh, <laughs> that's just all the flavors. Ooh, mommy, oh, won't mommy. you come yeah. help me fix this microphone? <laughs> My mom doesn't know anything about fixing microphones. She could probably figure it she out. She could probably figure it out. But she wouldn't say that she knew anything about fixing microphones because she lacks confidence. It's true. You just got back from New York. I did. Did you do any KOL-related activity in New York? I didn't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was basically a vacation. Riff got uh, got tight on absinthe the other night and did knife tricks. <laughs> uh, yes. As as advertised by the T-shirt that I've had for years, so it was did, like a a future T-shirt. What, did you uh, what? You have a T-shirt that says that in 2015, Riff will get <laughs> drunk and do knife. Well, tricks. it doesn't get that specific. <laughs> Does it have a date? No. Were you on a date? Uh, nope. I guess it was a me date. It was a okay. solo date. Okay, so you huh. uh, you were taking some me time. Uh, did you get lucky? <laughs> uh, in terms of the video game, no. Okay. Uh, oh, this this was a video game and not, a, and not an actual knife. You're no, not supposed to. You're not supposed to ply yourself with drink. No, that's, or with pliers. That's yeah. You're supposed to drink yourself with pliers. Uh, do you guys want to? You guys want to just get to some questions? I I got nothing. Wow. We. I mean, we, you know, KOL, we've just been, we did an update. I had, yep. I saw that there were 63 icons, so I added three more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Buffalo 66 learned icons? how to count. No, I saw there were 68 icons, but then I realized that there were like eight duplicates. Uh, duplicates. Yeah. So then I had to add nine more. I see. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> added wet, hot American modifiers. Good. Oh, was things. American not already live? No, it's kind of, I think it's kind of screwy. It does not play well with overlays at mm. all. But um, you can just make it a singular one, right? Yes. But then you can't get the wet, hot. Yeah. American. Yeah. That's I mean, that's too bad. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's probably fine, I guess. It's, I don't know what, I don't know why it's doing what it is. Like, it seems like when there is a, an overlay, transparent, gets treated as white in the overlay so the coloring thing which turns white into gray or turns black into gray so complicated that, so that because you can't actually do like white because then it would just fade into the background on the american flag right. we're talking about this filter that makes the monster colored like an american flag um there which is just ridiculous oh it's great <laughs> and it throws it changes the combat text a little bit um this, this is a fun path. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, Blister Guy says, The Mayo Minder is a great idea. Can we get a florist forget-me-not? Uh, it could just be a third link at the end of combat like the Adventure Again link and link back to the Container Zone, something that says, Don't forget to frequent the florist friar. Yeah, because the florist friar is a thing that is primarily characterized by people forgetting to use it because it's weird and out of the way. Yeah. And I don't even know if there's any way, like if you just go to him... You have to have been to a place to get him to plant a flower there, I think. Right. Uh, which means you can't just like set it all up at the beginning of a game. It's, mm, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> it's 
and <laughs> single-handedly responsible for us moving to the standard format where items expire after two years because I just don't ever want to have to think about the florist fryer again. He was going to be, I mean, the way that Scully proposed him was as a familiar, but then that... What, how was that supposed to work? Like After every combat? After you'd... every combat, you would ask him to plant something there for you. I see. Right? But then we just kind of couldn't figure out how to get that to work, and also we couldn't then figure out, like, the benefit had to be significant enough that it would be worth spending a turn oh. with the familiar. Yeah, also not, ha- yeah, not having a familiar, yeah. Yeah, and then not be so crazy broken right it it would just it was extremely difficult to figure out how to get that to work right outside of like a weird new slot inside of a weird new slot it's too dark to read it's true (laughs) inside of a weird new slit uh there's interference from a nearby parallel dimension okay did you think i was gonna make a sex joke i thought you might making a quantum experimentation joke oh okay all right. Right. You know, right. Sure. Isn't that dual slit experiment? Yeah. That spooky, spooky, spooky thing. action at a distance. Yeah. <laughs> Getting some spooky action at a distance. That's uh, that's what happens when you sexed on Halloween. <laughs> okay. That's a pretty good joke. That's pretty good. Sure. I feel like there's a tweet in there somewhere. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, let's see. Moon Moon says, Hey, Jake Griffin, hot stuff. Uh, the Ed season gave me enough experience with KOL that I can finally do three day hardcore runs. Unfortunately, I'm not used to only taking three days, so I'm forgetting to get a key from the daily dungeon. Mm. Could we have a last resort method of getting a key or a way of putting the daily dungeon into the quest tracker so that I don't miss it? Thanks for the great game, guys. <sighs> yeah, you know, I feel like we came up with something. And it was like putting three little mini dungeons inside the Dungeoneers Association that were associated with each of the... There were like 30 turns each or something? Yeah, where you just go 30 turns and get a... Token? Get a get a key. Oh, like key directly. Yeah, like you could just... Like, that's the slow way of getting the dungeon keys, hmm. right, is to do that. And we could, we could position it as like a level 11 or like a level 15 thing or something, right? Like, hmm. they could be hard dungeons... And there's just the the wizard's challenge dungeon and the th- thief's peat peak. I guess it has to be a, a dungeon. A sneak off. An inverted peat. <laughs> a sneak off. <laughs> huh. Um Hi, guys, says Boozbert. What a fun challenge path. While everybody is trying to figure out what fun really means and jots down their essays on the most funnest summer experience to mail in, I'm wondering why one crazy random summer does not allow uh, us to adventure in the sea. What were your reasonings to send the old man on summer vacation elsewhere? I just forgot uh, by default. um, As a safety measure. As a safety measure, yeah. uh, New paths are opt-in to the sea. Uh, and so I just forgot to do it. It, There is only one place that I have to change it, and I don't remember. I think it's like maybe old the old man place uh the, <laughs> the old, old man, man place. place yeah all right so let's did you touch him where his cigar covers <laughs> <laughs> yes man so i i'll talk about i'll talk about this on remind me to tell my story about the cigar lounge on video games okay talk, you're asking the wrong person fucking place uh let's see I, oh speaking of reminding uh things of things uh f thank you so much uh sent us from a package arrived and it was from like Hannah's house of miniatures or something like miniatures by Anna. So, and it was a tiny dollhouse scale set of French doors. 
<laughs> so that we could have some French doors at the San Francisco office to remind us of Hancock Tower, designed by famed architect I.M. Pei, uh, who will now remind us to... Yeah, I'm uh, spinning my wheels there. This is a tough one. Let's see. Increase permissions for maritime exploration... Close to I P M E I. Yeah. To, wait. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Increase maritime permissions. Maritime permissions. Effective immediately. Effective immediately. Yeah, there, you go. there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> wow. If that, that's a good tool to have. Because effective then, immediately. Yeah. Effective yeah. immediately. Because <laughs> that's then. True. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, so as soon as I get back in there and see that French doors, I will remember to let. Uh, let one crazy random summer adventurers into the sea. Maritime was the word that I was unable to summon. I was having a really hard time coming up with anything that meant sea. That's good. Oh, huh. I wonder if I just accidentally archived a question. Oh, this is going to take forever to load. Uh oh. There are so many questions in the archive. You need uh, an archive archive. Oh, uh, no, no. Okay. I think it's fine. Uh, a question came in while I was reading another question. Uh, hey guys, says Solveumnus, do you know that that arrow in the MacGuffin diary that points to that book? You know what that book should do? It should unlock the Spooky Raven library is what it should do. Because who <laughs> says every secret door has to make things convenient for adventurers anyway? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, let's see. Glebe says, wet, fun, random summer is great. I'm enjoying all the new modifiers and watching people in hardcore try to spade the very concept of fun. Were there any modifiers that were nixed near the end or infeasible? Uh, do you have a Mr. Store item centered around this path in mind? Is there any connection between your fun score and the number of times you say fun in chat? No, man, we did that one thing where when you said something in chat, it had an effect on something. And that was like 10 years ago. And what did we, what was that? It was was like talking like a pirate trophy or something. Like you have to say something in chat or, or something. No, no, no. I just sent out items to everyone who, who said did. something that day yeah, yeah. who used right. a pirate word in chat um but yeah no no, no it has nothing to do with that i'm not gonna tell anyone anything about it that would destroy it it like it's it is so funny to me that like people don't realize we have somebody watching over their shoulder mm-hmm. <laughs> like measuring like physiological yeah. enjoyment that you're getting from playing this game the nsa set us up with this in exchange for you know just backdoor access to all information of, that we have about our players yeah past present and future yep also access to our cool future web tech yep web web 3.0 there is not exactly a mr store item centered around this path but it will have a it will have a feature that that interacts. Um, and were there any modifiers that were nixed near the end or infeasible? No, the one that I didn't get around to doing was that you had proposed a sleeping as a modifier that would have it not the monster, not do anything until you hit it and then have it switch sleeping to Too angry or whatever. And that yeah. was the ability to swap them midstream is not a thing that I ended up. Um, did you end up doing having them have random familiars? No, that was another one that I felt like was going to be too much work to like to actually implement. Yeah, um, I would, you know, like I, it could be simplified to just having a second attack. Yeah, just put just having a. I guess it could just do possessive and then 
name of name of the familiar that is pictured and then it just does some physical damage or whatever yeah we wouldn't have to like write behavior for every familiar just for this one thing which is kind of why right all right well there's a way that you could do this that would be awesome but like fuck no yeah no um but yeah i mean i like the idea of continuing to add these those are cheap tuesday updates that's true (laughs) during the path Um, and it just increases the amount of fun that people have it does it absolutely does that's good good for everybody um you can just you can slowly uh you can, you can, I'm sure that people will be able to see the increase in fun that people have as we add more modifiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Schlurp says, how about a drinking slash Twitch event like the old drinking slash radio show? I'd love to see the content get more random as the evening morning goes on in the drinks pile up and it would help Jick deal with his Twitch anxiety. It's not anxiety exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just like not feeling like it's all that good to watch. You say that, and it's like a thousand people show up and hang out yeah. and have a good time. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's probably worth doing. Yeah, I think you're right. I just don't want to. I'll get over it. An event where we could drink while we did it would be better, but it's also the worst time for most people. And it also makes it much harder to like do sustained work for five or six or eight hours right i did want to i still kind of want to do this if we could all be together in one room at any point including cd moyer where we just do the the drungeon oh yeah which is just that series of zones (laughs) where we make a zone an hour for as long as we can handle it and each zone is another level deeper into the dungeon and we just keep drinking the entire time we're doing it either either at some fixed pace or but i don't know that i want streaming that would be cool though yeah if, if we could manage it. Uh, let's see. Neotrub says, having just used dice print pants on my scarecrow, I didn't notice any messages, which is fine as those tend to be implemented late and it's not exactly relevant in run. But if the behavior is yet to be determined, and he goes on to suggest something, but they do have yeah. behavior coded and I don't know why you're not seeing it. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that you're just wrong. I'm hoping that this bug report is user is wrong. It's hard to know, because it also could just be broken somehow that we don't know. Someone else should uh, should independently verify. Yeah. King Bobson says, Those 400 Mr. A's you were wondering about how to dispose of, super rare adjective in this path, donating, drops a Mr. <laughs> a when defeated. Dishing out like four a day would just about get rid of him before the season ended. That's funny. Yeah. I do think that I want to just handle those the way that I decided to handle them. And I just need to. That's, a t- that's another Tuesday. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, that's a big, it's biggish. Yeah. But uh, that's allowed, right? It is. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, I'm really, I, I've been trying and this is hard, but I've, I've really been trying to like sort of be in this mode where, and, and it's weird because it seems like, I've seen people commenting like, oh, you guys are really making a lot of stuff. And I think doing Tuesday updates just makes it seem like we're doing a lot of stuff when, in fact, we're not doing a lot of stuff. I mean, it, but maybe it, it is, is a lot of stuff. Though, it's yeah. just like we're just optimizing for it. I think you don't think of it as a lot of stuff. I don't. Is the thing. And that's it's it is actually more just psychologically advantageous for you overall. Yeah, because I mean, my my sort of goal is to be working on KOL stuff on Mondays and Tuesdays and then West of Loathing stuff the rest of the week, which doesn't always That's, work out. Yeah, because I was say, you haven't been holding to that. Well, because there's always deadlines that, in, that are based yeah. on real dates and stuff. But I mean, like last week was kind of okay. And this week is okay. Like I worked on West of Loathing today. Um, 
Good. Yeah. In, uh, are we going to have anything we can show humans? I still need to make the video of the scene test. Like I just need to do that. And uh, like, I don't know what's stopping me. Like maybe if I get in here tomorrow before anybody else shows up to the office, I will record it and see, cause it'll be like three minutes long. And then I'll just, Maybe is I'll it, make it. Are you gonna? Is it gonna be like a Twitch stream where you're in the corner? Yeah, I was gonna be in the corner and just because it's there's no sound to it, so I just wanted it to make sense for me to be narrating it. Um, and I, but I also want to actually show it in Unity because I think that's oh. interesting to zoom around the scene and that's true and show what it looks like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just need to do. A, I just need to practice a little bit, okay. uh, and then kind of try to work out a pattern. But yeah, that because that, that thing it, like. Everybody likes it when they see it. And I think that it will get it will get our fans excited. And then I can show another video that this is the bullshit web version where the actual content lives that looks terrible. <laughs> um, doesn't look terrible to a developer. It looks terrible. To sure. Them. Yeah. But all of the assets are just drawn by man. The, Cock and balls. The tools for this like CDMware came out for a week and we spent a week building the content development tools and they're they're just so they're still rough and we're still refining them and fixing bugs and stuff but man are they just like it's i can just, just build out is for you to build a, a scene <laughs> click on it without ever leaving like without ever leaving you know except like oh, if i want to give you a skill or i want to give you an item or i want to like start a fight whatever without ever leaving this one editor i can just make a scene drag an object into it put behaviors on that object <sighs> draw it with the mouse and then a placeholder asset is just in the game. So then here's a question. So that then creates a data format that is going to be exported and should just map directly into whatever unit into the unit engine. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I don't know what the art pipeline is going to look like there. And some things are not going to be able to just be sprites. They're going to have to be prefabs because they'll be animated and so right. we'll just need some way of like saying, all right, hey, Unity, load this thing that's called this. And then there will be some way of interacting with that from the scripts. Like, play this animation on this guy on the screen. Okay. Or like, I feel like the way that we're learning all of this process stuff is by making it up. And I don't know. Maybe it will result in West of Loathing being the same kind of charming outsider art video game that Kingdom of Loathing is. <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, Schick says, I moved away from caring about speed mostly to just playing to have some fun. As such, great path. So far, it's delightfully random and goofy and seems like it'll just get more so with more equipment. But I do have to wonder, do you anticipate people figuring out the fun meter and then just stabbing their dicks in different ways than usual paths? <laughs> or is it unspadable or dick stab proof? Part of me hopes that it's completely random. Also, a quick feature request. Include measure of pleasures in expedition index. Uh, <laughs> fun matters more than turns in this path. Can we see fun achieved per run in the ascension history? Yes, I did mean to do that. Oh, does the history still show show turns? It does, and it should because people still okay. want that. But at least adding adding fun or being able to mouse over because uh, there is there is a way to get mouse over data. Hmm. In fact, it's trivial. It's just a row on the table. Yeah, I I, I do need to indicate measure of pleasure in expedition index. Which I will also remember to do when I see our sweet new French doors. Thanks, F. <laughs> I have no idea what scale these things are at. Like, it's too short for a Barbie doll. It's too tall for, like, a Star Wars action figure. I guess maybe, like, He-Man scale? There might be some sort of standard scale for doll houses or something. Because there's lots of, like, Victorian-looking furniture that I've seen that would 
about yeah. right size for that. Yeah. Like a chair for ants. Y- yes. Uh, let's see. Robot Porn says, The cooldown period for aggressive carrots is unbearably long. Why is this? Ah, it's because CD Boyer hates fun. <laughs> <laughs> really, he does, because it made the leaderboard query super difficult to write. <laughs> Uh, Gordy says, why is there a door that leads out on the second floor of the VIP lounge? There's clearly only one door to the VIP lounge, and that's to the first floor. Now, it's like, it's higher up on the wall. <laughs> you just can't see it. <laughs> um, let's see. Foggy says, is there some sort of magical shortcut behind getting funky keys to jump d- to drop from junk sprites? Hey, they're funky junk keys. Anyway, give that, give that pun it's due uh i would actually prefer that route to wasting nine turns in vacation mode but the drop rate on those keys seems so unaffectable that it makes the junk spray it's a really unattractive option i don't necessarily need to know what it is just whether there's an undiscovered shortcut out there it's possible that that's not paced very satisfyingly you know Uh, is it it's just meant to be an alternative right not a it's meant to be the thing that you do if you don't know what you're doing. Okay. Right? Which which is sad because I feel like that's... I put so much stuff that I like a lot in there because sure. it doesn't have to be, like, Balanced. brutally optimizable. Yeah. You know? It can just be, like, whatever I feel like it should be from a player experience point of view. But, yeah. It's... I also don't have a problem. Like, if they are weird... If they are paced to go slow, I totally don't have a problem making that only apply on the first ascension making what only apply on the 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 slow pacing of the key drops like because i think there's just a code block that runs at the end of fights and so it's not an item drop right and i think maybe the chance of it dropping goes up over time but it's probably one of those things where it's like the first turn there's a five percent chance and then if it doesn't drop there's a ten percent and then 15 and then 20 and it takes a while to get a bunch of them right because a 5% chance. Like, it's never going to take forever, but it's always going to take a while. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I could just make it so after the first ascension, that chance is modified by item drops. And then maybe people would do that to unlock the island. Well, I mean, is it, but is that okay with you? That they, yeah, because they're that? just not doing it at all now. I mean, I don't want to fuck up and make it faster right. than whatever the other alternative is. But I mean, the, the other alternative is just buying a boat or build, I, I guess the shore building a boat out of a garden or whatever, okay. which we still do sometimes. That's right. True. I mean, there are, I intend for there to be a bunch of alternatives. Like I, you know, would also just sell a boat for 10,000 meat or something like, cause that's becomes another potentially interesting resource management thing or not who knows you know right but having those things have a variety of ways to unlock them i think is better like that's a thing where i don't feel like i've diminished things by adding a bunch of different things for people who are trying to optimize to be able to consider there because they're all just oh this is a boat and it says on it it lets you go to the mysterious island right do you think that new players will will see that and then think, think that's, that's the, the only way? way? I don't know. I mean, if they do, that's fine because it takes, you know, if they're like, oh, I'm going to spend a few days and farm up the meat to buy that boat, like, that's fine. You okay. know, they see the bus pass and think that's the only way to get to the sure. to the beach. And then if they do their homework, they're like, oh, hey, there's a better way to do it than spending that 5,000 meat. And that's fine. And then later they're like, oh, that 5,000 meat isn't that much at all. Right. Compared to the turns that it takes to do the other one or whatever. Right. I mean, I think people still get the meat cart because it's free. 
which it just shouldn't be. That is the way that we should balance, like restore balance to the moon signs is just not let you get the meat car for free mm. by going muscle. Like, cause it's not that big of a deal anymore. There's other ways to get down there. So, you know, like I said, there's other ways to get down there. A long time ago, says Air Alice, the idea was tossed around of the naughty sorceress rarely dropping pieces of her staff that you could collect and ultimately reassemble into something really cool. Is this something you've thought about at all since then? I always thought that was a great idea, and I'd love to see it come around someday. Yeah, I like that idea, too. It's, um... We talked about, about a lot of possible yeah. naughty sorceress drops. Her dropping a bunch of pieces of her gear across ascensions is is interesting. Yeah. Um... I could see doing that for some specific path, maybe. Um, Billy Bob Fred says, So a lot of scro- uh, scripts are minorly thrown off by the fact that there's absolutely no way to distinguish permanent vacation zone access from one-day access, aside from wait for rollover and see if it vanishes, and just remember which item you use to unlock the place. Any intentions of fixing this in any way? I have a hard time believing that you don't know. Well, the script doesn't know. The script doesn't know, but... Like, so I guess why? I mean, it either works or it doesn't. Yeah, if, and if it, it fails, doesn't work, then, then you, you need to go buy another buy, day pass. Yeah, right. Like that's that seems like a pretty reliable m- methodology. Yeah, I don't know do. what kind of script he means. If it's like a mafia ash script or whatever, then that seems like it would know. I mean, I guess I could. You know, maybe other accomplishments, like you unlocked access to Spring Break Beach permanently, right? right? Then it would have something that it could check. Um, Zen says, why doesn't the CSA backpack unlock access to the Nature Trail to Hell in 3D? I feel like that is on the one Weird Al record that I'm... Yeah, it was the one, one old of the weird real Al. early ones. Like, maybe the first one. Yeah, the one that I just never had. Yeah. I never had it growing up and I never like sought it out. It was weird. I don't know why. Cause I remember, you know, I, I went back and bought dare to be stupid, which had come out before I, I feel like I sort of started buying weird Al cassettes after even worse. Maybe after eight tracks were no longer popular. Yeah. After I had a cassette player. Mm, little Lollygag says, Hi again. I want to continue on asking you for a silver or gold, for that matter, Ms. A, giving buckets of rain again. I think rain is entirely equated with happiness and not sadness. I think you are... I think you will find that <laughs> the more people you talk to, the more wrong you will realize that you are. Uh, heavy rains is still probably my favorite path ever because of that. I love a rainy day far more than I love a sunny one. Well, I love a rainy night. I learned that from... Uh... Jackson Brown? I don't know who did that song. Uh, Riff likes rain more than like sun. It's true. Rain makes me happy. But yes, I recognize that I'm rare in this regard. (laughs) Anyway, she continues. It would be fun and make me ridiculously happy. It's not at all sexist with the right not menstruation related flavor text. Yeah, I also, I think you'll find that if you believe that you can count on me to write non-menstruation related flavor text, you're going to be unpleasantly surprised that I'm, I'm in my real red period now and it's like, oh pe- man, pe- I didn't even think that that... Jesus. I meant like an, art- <laughs> like an artistic uh-huh. <laughs> Yep. 
Huh. See yeah. that? That's how bad it is. Yeah, it's got, it's gotten <laughs> it's gotten so I, I do completely it completely subconscious. Uh, King Bobson says, how do you guys balance secrecy with not having to roll out private content? What would the Quantum Taco, Doppelshifter, Comic Chameleon, Data Spider, etc.? It's hard to roll out a secret part of content without somebody finding it early via one of those methods. See Mayo Wasp. Yeah, see Mayo Wasp. King Bobson. <laughs> uh, the only fix for this currently, I think, is to make the secret non-public and only fully release it when somebody submits a bug report. But that's a fairly gross solution as it makes it look like you're releasing unfinished content. So is there some secret thing you do that I don't know about? I wonder why you want to know this. <laughs> no, there's not. I mean, it's, I always forget about the, uh, familiar stuff. Yeah. That you can get random familiar equipment by taking a chameleon to the arena. And, you know, something that I could do is I could just like always only let that work on everything but the most recent three familiars or something, yeah. right? But that's but that, does, that's that doesn't necessarily work either. No, it doesn't. And, and it's messy and it's not reliable. And it's like, you know, there are things like we can mark items public and then there's we added another field that doesn't allow no, items no, really to be public. fed to <laughs> cold. F- yes, seriously, no auto attack. <laughs> um. Well, since we've got the 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 date for that we track for the whatever thing, what if the chameleon only got drops from familiars that are so old? That's not always set, though. Oh. I honestly think it's generally okay. I do too. Um, I mean, I kind of wish that it didn't always happen one minute after content rolled out because King awesome Bobson spoils it. Like people are I mean, using I, you know, those other things. I, I'm not like mad about it. I just, I, you know, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. It still took people a while to to figure, figure out how to verify it. Yeah, how it yeah, works. No, I, I know, and I mean, I don't know that actually. Like desk familiar might not be. Hmm. It might not have those tokens that stop you from just feeding a familiar ID into it. So it might have been spoiled by somebody poking around at that the minute that the thing went public. I mean, a lot of it is that I kind of don't care. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the knowing about the existence of a thing is not the same as having how to get it spoiled. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I mean, the things that we really care about not getting spoiled, we have plugged those holes you know the the like there is always a little bit of a worry like because i try when i'm i'm just like sitting around say and there's a bunch of stuff that's going to roll out at rollover and it's an hour before rollover what i want to do is just mark items public and now i can because they don't start getting fed to cold front until somebody actually places one in the mall um and before marking an item public meant that the next time cold front marketplace pulled data right. then it would be in a list and somebody else would see it that just doesn't happen anymore we found a like a perfectly workable solution for that effects marking them public ahead of time results in them being discovered via the hookah but like right that's also kind of fine you know it's and sometimes it's like oh this if this is a thing that happened because you did this in the effect description and it spoils whatever it is that does it and so there I, are like 1500 effects or so at this point that the hookah can pull up. Yep. Probably. Yeah, anyway. I mean, I'm not too uh, 
Anyway, uh, King Bobson says, so this uh, path doesn't have an in-season reward. I think we finally accepted standard enough to not need bribes anymore. Also, since the outfit will be obtainable forever, what's the rationale on leaving it not as an outfit? That extra plus one random modifier would just be too much adjective to handle. It's a really fun path, and in addition to making each not, each combat non-trivial, it makes each combat not unfunny, which is far more important. Can't wait to finish getting my six pieces of dice gear so that I can ascend hardcore, or I'll have an excuse to actually wear them. Yeah, no, I mean, I just didn't make them an outfit because I didn't want to make an outfit and make candy and a tattoo and an outfit image when they're gear that only really does one thing and they don't need to be an outfit you know like I feel like I don't necessarily want people to feel compelled to collect them all because you know you don't have to do runs in this path with a class that you don't like right for instance and if they were an outfit that would maybe make somebody do it that didn't want to and I you know because that's just another sort of compulsion vector. I mean, fun <laughs> short-term collection goal. Yep. Uh, Wait till people figure out that one out of every thousand ascensions is a Jedi ascension. <laughs> you can, uh, oh, but you never know which one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. But you have to have like a random selection of skills permed. Yep. Man, man, it is great. It is great to see someone who was intimately involved in the creation of Star Wars Galaxies just acknowledging how fucked up it was. <laughs> and explaining why, and very hum- that what we're talking about, uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, which why would you, uh, is Raf Koster has been writing a lot of blog posts about the development of Star Wars Galaxies. I don't know if he felt like it's finally been long enough that he wants air, to air dirty recount the stories. Yeah. Pissing it's, people off. It's not really dirty laundry, but... Sure, it's true. Uh, Yojimbo's Law says, hey, just had some questions about the new path, which is super awesome and fun and I think you should be proud of. You know, I really am. I'm really, really happy with the way that this turned out. I'm proud of all of us because it was real. It was a real, you know, it was mostly C.D. Moyer. Yeah. Like <laughs> he did, getting, he did the, the bulk of the getting like, that stuff. Funny, cool to work. Yeah. But it just worked. It worked out so much better than I had any reason to hope that it would in a way that it's just like, I really feel like people are just having a lot of fun and it's just, it's funny like with with so with relatively few moving parts like we have created this system that produces surprising emergent things and they are just in the service of like hilarity right rather than than gameplay and it's it like yeah i don't know and for for whatever reason it just feels better than the sort of like emergent giggles of like a randomly generated piece of text or whatever. Although that, I think that probably touches on the same thing, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just really like it both shows you something that might be funny to look at. And then also because there are so many monsters for it to interact with, every modifier has a chance of being Mm. funny in a specific way. That's true. And uh, yeah, Mm, man, I'm wet bar. Yeah, that <laughs> the wet bar. Jesus Christ. <laughs> ah, man. Yeah, no, I, I, yes. Thank you, Yojimbo's Law. <laughs> it is a thing that I am very proud of. Uh, what, and he also asked if uh, fun could show up in Ascension Histories, which, yeah. Uh, let's see. Unrelatedly, do you have an opinion on stunt runs and how far into oblivion do you tend to nerf hair of the fish? That probably is a thing that we should do. Yeah. You read about this, right? The, the, how he did the one day. Yeah, because it's just, that's a thing that gives you 
plus stats based, based on, on how hungover you are. Yeah. Like, b- because we have that. We have for that leaderboard, we have how much you drank yesterday. Yeah. Um, and since that's that, like not a daily flag and it's not a regular ascension flag, like right. it's outside that system. And, you know, we didn't want like, oh, I, I drank enough that I think I'll get on this hungover leaderboard. And to be voided by ascending. Yeah, to be voided by ascending. Do you think that we could get more people to do goofy stunt stuff if we gave a prize at the end of every day for the most hungover person from the previous day? I actually really like that idea a lot. It's just such an economically driven thing. It would definitely increase the value of potions. Of bang potions, yeah. yeah. Is that the main way that... I, f- I think it is still... Because most other ways of getting drunk require some other limited resource, right? What if we did a thing that you could just spend like 30 turns and it would double your drunkenness? <laughs> uh, huh. Yeah, anyway. Uh, hi, Hick, Jiff, and Rot Stuff says Thunder Monkey. Why can't I anti cheese gloves of cream cheese? Is it because cream cheese doesn't count as cheese since you can't make a pizza out of it? <laughs> Yes, but you totally can. Cream cheese pizza? You could. I mean, I get pizza with with goat cheese on it all the time, and cream cheese and goat cheese are not dissimilar. I mean, one's made out of cream, and the other one's made out of goat. goat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a glob of cream. That seems like a thing. Yeah. Food. It's like a clot. Yeah. A glob of cream, and then you could, um, yeah, I don't know. We don't have coffee in the kingdom, or I would suggest. We have apple-flavored apple flavored coffee, right? Yeah, apple-flavored coffee. Yeah. <laughs> you get it from a dragon. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Alien Octopus writes a thing that is uh, too long, and I will forward it to C.D. Moyer, which is what he wants anyway. Uh, killed someone says, Jake, you're constantly complaining about how the MMG is terrible and no one should ever play it, rightfully so. Have you considered raising the house edge to 2% to dissuade the fools parting with their money so easily? Is it even 1%? That was 0.1%. I thought it was 0.1 as yeah. well. Um, ah, man, I don't know. I don't want to encourage anything ever. Third-party MMG substitutes. Or third-party MSG substitutes. Do you think that... We could make a fucking fortune if we labeled a product MSG substitute for people with MSG allergies and then just sold them fucking MSG. <laughs> just, just, it's just a jar of gluten. Your contention is there is no such thing as an MSG allergy. Uh, it's not my contention. It is the contention of science. It is the conclusion of science that there is no such thing as a sensitivity or allergy to MSG. Hmm. The G stands for placebo. <laughs> placebo. Um, Placebic index. I don't actually know if that's true anymore. Maybe they've maybe they've discovered that it's a real thing. Your girlfriend gets real mad when I tell her she's full of shit. Yes, she does. <laughs> she just eat the fucking Chinese food. Uh, I can't imagine why someone would be would be upset by the tone that I take when I say things like that. <laughs> I have I have also heard that that's not a real thing though. I don't remember where I saw it or I would cite. 
Uh, King Bobson says the 30 round turn limit, uh, the 30 round limit. Do you think it's time to stretch it? All the things you can do that all the things that you can stasis are gone now. And this new path frequently has me uh, run into it in the course of normal non-degenerate play. Annoying monsters being the main offender and untouchable monsters are another one that would be killable with more turns. Uh, seems like it'd be harmless. I could see actually increasing the turn cap, the, the, the turn, the round limit, uh, for monsters with those modifiers. Sure. Um, cause I believe that I can do that in an override fight property now. Also, it's weird. Like this path would not have been possible five years ago. Like just because of all the tools we've yeah, since. Like all of the things that we can do just by setting fight properties, like, and like getting writing embedded in without having to like just being able to make a word bucket that's like this is what it says when this monster misses instead of you know having to hard code a bunch of stuff. Just in case, just for the audience at home, we bought a bunch of buckets and a bunch of dictionaries, mm-hmm. and we just cut up the dictionaries and throw words yeah, one into bucket them. per word. Yeah, uh, it seems to work real well. Mm-hmm. Uh. Mm-hmm. Sturlock. Um, ah, this, this is sad. Uh, hey guys, it's me, Sturlock, again, back from one of my long absences. Glad to see so many changes, although saddened by the loss of Scully to the staff. I had a question about West of Loathing. Is there a way you guys could make sure that it could be accessible to the blind? Uh, I and others would be more than willing to point you in the direction of resources to make this possible and also testing if needed. Having always wanted a single-player KOL-like experience, I'd be glad to help out in whatever way I'm able. Keep up the amazing work, and I can't believe I've been here over ten years now. P.S. The Mayo stuff is the first thing in the game that has actually grossed me out. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Riff, that baby wasp message. Congratulations. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know if that's in the cards. I could. The only thing that I could imagine would be a totally different front end that was basically text only yeah and i could imagine that but i don't know if it's viable i mean it depends on so in a way we're more likely to be able to do that if the unity engine isn't really good (laughs) like so when we were working on master swords the Unity engine got so good and was so quick oh, to load data into that we were able to develop content within that, w- w- like while immediately testing it in the Unity engine. Right. And I don't anticipate us being able to do that because there's going to be so much more data for West of Loathing. So I imagine that we'll still be doing most of the actual development where we're like, all right, now reload the data and see if this conversation works. Now reload the data and see if this conversation works in the web engine. And that means that we have to stay on top of keeping the web engine feature well i guess here parody here's the question that i have like we the data is still just a abstracted data set which should theoretically be able to be backwards compatible to the web version right that's what i'm saying if we stay on top of the web version if the unity version is if it diverges i see Uh, if the unity version if the unity engine is so convenient to use that we are developing content in it and also changing the yes and that was that was the part that i was was well i mean the engine just will be changing right so it's sure but yeah i mean so so the other question would be would it be economical to it'd be sick economical to uh like make a front end that was just like out of polystyrene descriptions <laughs> uh descriptions of literally hot like, stuff is the only other person yes on earth who <laughs> understands the joke that i'm making uh but like descriptions of objects in the room 
or text text handles for them and then like just being able to click on them instead of having to walk over to stuff yeah because uh, yeah if that's the primary yeah i mean the only thing is going to be like let's say that you're walking halfway across a scene and there's a trigger volume that starts a thing that you can't get like yeah it it would not it would it would be a diminished experience but i think it might be viable here's the sort of resource that you could potentially help with a grant oh huh for us to just pay someone to do to build to do that to, do that, to build this out that's a great right? idea actually we, because we would not be able to i don't think we uh, yeah economically it would cost more than it would ever be able to sell for i mean we'd have to sell it for 500 dollars a copy which is which is yeah. i just wouldn't want to do, right i mean that's uh, the, i think what we would like to do is just have that be an option you know like version of the game for people with you know vision impairment or yeah. whatever and that would be cool if we could just if that could just be built into every sold version of it yeah um i mean i just because browser stuff is already so well supported by screen readers and stuff just right. like even like you know maybe just uh, send you a copy of the web version <laughs> like oh yeah you know like you give us 10 bucks and we'll give you an account to log in and just play the web version because it doesn't matter if the art is placeholder right like it sure it, so that's actually really interesting. yeah like yeah i do uh, man it is important to me you know and i and i feel like yeah, there's probably some people whose lives we've genuinely made better by actually taking the time to support this stuff as KOL has grown. But yeah, it's this is just such a different kind of thing. It's yeah, it's a new beast. You know, yeah, and uh, I don't know. It's it is certainly something to think about. And and uh, but yeah, that's but that's that's actually totally right. If there is if there is some kind of external source of funding that would sort of help make this sort of just financially viable because like we're already sort of taking a big risk and making another game that we have no idea if people are going to buy yeah it is that much more scary to like make an interface that we are almost sure would cost us more Mm -hmm. than we would ever recoup on it having some sort of safety net there would be very valuable uh, Terrence, aka Magnus. Oh, hi, Terrence. Uh, is there any reason why the Chateau Montaigne key isn't free pullable from Hanks? Huh. I don't know. It isn't it. It permanently unlocks. Like you use it, and it permanently unlocks. I think the, the question thing. is, is why isn't it? Bought it. it yeah. If you bought it in this run, and I mean, typically the reason that we make those things free pullable is so that if you donate in a run while it's in the store you can use it right or is that not those things don't go into directly into hanks do they i don't think so. i don't think so i think i think the stuff we do i don't, I don't know why is I, like... I do i actually do not understand why mr store familiar lar- familiar larvae are marked free pulse from hanks i do not know what need that is serving it's i know it's a thing that we're supposed to do but i don't actually understand why we do it anymore. i think it is a situation like if you buy the familiar of the month and you are playing as Ed and then you play a hardcore run and you're like, Oh, I want to get, I want to play with that familiar that I couldn't actually install mm. because I couldn't use any familiars. It, that practice predates avatar classes. Does though, it? By years. Yeah. Uh, then I don't know. 
Yeah, I, anyway, if, if someone can explain that, then I can figure out why the key isn't. Uh, Sular the second says, why is the Snakelton a beast rather than undead? I probably just was. It has I, the word I, snake in it. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I think I spindled all those and then made them all beasts and then decided what they were and where they were going to go. So I imagine it was like snake one, snake two, snake three, snake four, snake five, snake six. But there's only five because the frattle snake is not a real thing. Um, I need to put the frattle snake in to the level 12 revamp content. Oh, yeah. Because it can, you know, it just. It can just live in the frat house. Uh, so this new path says mental is a huge amount of fun. The randomness is making my run so much more interesting, both in that that made my run easier slash harder sense and in the you're fighting a ticking untouchable the nuge sense. <laughs> Thanks a ton, y'all. I'll probably keep playing this one long after it goes out of season. Yeah. And, you know, and those um, I don't know if anybody has verified this or not. I saw it asked on the Reddit thread, but I didn't read the rest of it. Uh, those items work outside the path. So. You can just always have, you can always trade an equipment slot for a modifier. Um, a random modifier. Yeah. Ungawa says, there's some pretty nice plus stat gain gear that rare drops from the Uncle Gator Zone in Disney. On a recent radio show, it sounded like you were happy to hear people were talking about pulling those to use in run, so I figured I'd follow up and ask if it was intentional that there isn't one that increases missed gains. You, Hot Stuff, made those? I thought there was. I thought I thought they were not equivalent, but I thought there was a missed one. I don't, I looked at them and I don't think that there is. Huh. We can do that in the next charter. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely. I like the, I, like, there's, I like there, the, there's supposed to be, there's supposed to be a bunch of like disparity between stuff so that each charter has some room to be yeah. better and worse than the other ones. Cause I don't want to, it's already such a confined space to work in. Right. After. I mean, I imagine the next one will probably give some way of doing stunty, uncapped physical damage increase the way that this one does spell damage unless the other one already does i don't know (laughs) uh spell damage was what people cared about right but um i like the just this is a zone and each monster has a common drop and a super super rare drop like that that's those things are actually valuable in the mall and that's awesome yep uh because it's just it's just constrained enough right the fact that only a very small percentage of the, the turns that are being played even have access to those zones. Like I like I, it's that just worked out really, really well. And it lets us, you know, I mean, that was where we made that whole, like you get an effect at rollover. Like it's, it's, yep. we can just do cool stuff with those because they are, they will actually be rare. And we know that now. Uh, hi, you three, says Ungawa. I've been getting a lot of laughs out of the new challenge path. I really wanted to capture an animated gif of my cartwheeling boner Dagon, and chatting about the emergent gameplay, uh, emerging gameplay has been hilarious, like considering the possibility of a quacking gremlin that prevents you from seeing the tool use message. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I didn't think about that. That's yeah, hilarious. People are having a hard time with the gremlins on this path. Oh, that's uh, so I did good. not want to ask about the modifier annoying. Uh, oh, I did want to ask about it. It can prevent combat items, weapon attack, combat skills, and spells with a high frequency. Given how often on video games, Hot Dog, you mentioned not enjoying games where your basic attack attack just has an X percent chance to miss leaving the outcome completely to the RNG. Are you satisfied with the various blocking modifiers? I mean, I, you know, you don't get to make fun of something for being annoying. And then what, like by inflicting it on someone, I guess, but like, it's not going to come up that often. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like you're right. It's probably, I mean, we just need to make more. We need to make more modifiers, modifiers. to dilute the pool, yeah. and uh, you know, 
there's no annoying in our pool. Let's please keep it that way. Yeah. Megama is also asking if the new uh, path rewards can be a uh, An outfit. outfit, and no. Sorry. Happy Dan says temporary blindness is great with the new challenge pass. Thanks for a fun game. Huh. So that you don't even know what you're fighting at that point. Does it have the? Do the modifiers? It'll still just have the modifiers in front. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. There was a particular question that I wanted to. Um... Yeah, sorry. I need to. I wanted to read this, uh, and I keep we keep getting in stuff. Uh, Hormone says, "Dear Jake Griffin, hot stuff in an order in the order I would buy a beer." <laughs> okay. Huh. Um, <laughs> Is uh, it, I'll, I'm going to read the postscript first. P.S. I've been explaining things to Hot Stuff because of an offhand comment Jick made when I sent in questions in consecutive weeks about the Tast event, and Jick reminded Hot Stuff what was going on and said Hot Stuff had the memory of a goldfish. Note for Hot Stuff, Jick is the guy sitting next to you. Beer is a <laughs> fermented beverage made of water, hops, and malted grains. And then... It says, I've noticed the paucity of diversity of hit and miss messages in some of the new zones. While I don't usually read most of the text of the game, I do in new zones because new jokes, or at least new content. I know five or six of each is a lot of writing, but it is sometimes appreciated. When I slow down and read the text in old zones, I always at least smile and am reminded of why this game hooked me. Thanks. I mean, the sad truth is that that's what Scully did. Um, and that is just the thing that Riff and I are like the least inclined yeah. to do in it's, writing stuff. We just pulling nails really hard. Yeah. And, and I think it is because the approach, and I haven't, I haven't really like tried the, the approach that I think that Scully took to that because I like, that's honestly kind of, I don't like it all that much, mm. you know, because what I, I want that text to be describing a thing that happens in as the scene just all as opposed to jokes. just like a pun or, yeah. you know, like, I mean, I could start writing some and then you would dislike <laughs> them so much more. Well, it's, I mean, and it's not like, I'm not saying that I think they're bad. I'm just saying that I don't want to write stuff like that myself. And this, the, the way that I do want to write hit and, and miss texts for monsters, just it's hard to do a lot of them because I actually am trying to describe something that happens. Yeah. And, same. and there's not that many things to do. Especially if you're having to write like six copies of the same monsters because there's like for a, example, a, yeah, a slightly different one for each class, but they're still basically the same. So you so you have yeah. to write like eighteen thirty six of them. Eighteen thirty six. Yeah. Um, I mean, for those, I can think of some obvious ways in which their attacks and. Mrs. would be different, <laughs> but no, oh, it's just they're they are they are different. It's just part of what they are is the same. So, right, yeah. so there's not it's, as much sure. variance as yeah, if it were and six different. And, and you guys are things. sort of terrified of like doubling up on jokes if you can avoid it. Yeah, I think that's also true. Yeah. Which makes the, it, just but yeah, I mean that's that's it. Really, is that Riff and I don't really like doing those the reason that we don't really like doing them is because we don't feel like we're very good at them and that was just like that was the thing that was consistently always scully and you know it's just that is what it is uh robot porn says housing in this game is not as enticing as it could be for newbies it's a possible trap would you consider giving housing items certain free rest per day that you could use without causing item of the month conflict like a newbie sport tent would give one free rest per day but if robot's house would give four these would not apply to chateau rest or item of the month free rest you think you could whip up some way to make this not confusing 
Uh, I don't know. Cause right now there is just a singular pool of free rests. And like, if you're getting free rests from that ceiling fan in Chateau, you can use them at your campsite. Um, yeah, I really don't know. I, like, I wish that there was. That is, unless we make it extremely explicit, that is fairly confusing to a new player. They install a tent, they get a rest, it doesn't take a turn, they're like, oh, sweet, I get my hit points back for right, free. Right, and they don't notice that it takes a turn the next time they do it. Yeah. I, like, I would rather them, I would rather it give you something that was, like, I don't know, it sucks because if it's, like, better yield than an adventure in right. the sleazy back alley or whatever, then they think, oh, I'm just going to do this over and over again. I mean... You know, the odd jobs board is better yield than that. So like, but I, I really like, I'm excited about the idea of a housing revamp. It's just a bunch of work and I don't know if it's going to happen, you know, just where the different things have different slots that you can put pieces of furniture in. And those pieces of furniture, like give you some stats when you rest or whatever, give you a buff when you rest. And we do something that's safe enough that you can just always get it. Like when having like different houses have different quantities of slots slots, and types of slots yeah like this one you can put a poster up and this one you can't and this one has three things that you can hang three things from the ceiling and this one that would be such a useful way to be able to differentiate housing yeah and it would just be like you know we could just take a bunch of existing items and make them into things that work that way yeah and like you know and then it and those could just be disposable right like the house itself would not have to be disposable anymore hmm I guess if you're replacing house, yeah, I mean, making them disposable makes it hard to like do rare, cool yep. ones, you know, so that does kind of suck. But then they just pile up. <laughs> yeah, everything has a downside. Yeah. So. I mean, everything with mass. <laughs> um, You could make disposability of them a setting in the item. That's true. Uh, 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 do you guys want to get some dinner? Sure. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening to the Kingdom of Loathing podcast, everybody. I hope you had fun uh, having your questions answered and having other people's questions answered and listening to our hilarious jokes. Hope you'll join us next time. And until then, make a hamburger out of farts. Good night. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Have a great week.